Welcome back to the Platform Podcast, where we help athletes from all around the world secure sports scholarships in America. In today's episode, Amrit sat down with none other than Dr. Craig Harrison. Craig works with youth athletes to help develop their technical ability, body, and mind. I hope you learn a thing or two through this chat, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on today's show. Now, today's show, I'm really excited. Last weekend, I was at the New Zealand Volleyball Premier Tournament. It's the best players from around the country, and our volleyball recruiters invited us to a table, and um, that's where I met Dr. Craig Harrison. Um, Craig, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to this chat. Yeah, absolutely. And at this event, when I met um, Dr. Craig Harrison, we were sitting down and I was asking him what he did. And once he told me about how he helps athletes um, and how they support them going through those really important years of development, I thought it was an absolute no-brainer to bring him on board. As a lot of people know that listen to the show, they know that we just want to give as much value as we can. We don't pay people to come on board. It's just trying to give everyone as much resources as possible. So I had to pester Craig to come on board and to share his knowledge, and I can't wait to do it. So so Craig, can you please tell us about your story? How'd you got into the sports scene and what you do? Yeah, mate. So uh, growing up, sport was uh, kind of my life. Went to school to eat my lunch and play a bit of sport. Uh, so that was really my journey through my uh, childhood and then into my adolescent years. And yeah, so I grew up playing football uh, and ran track uh, yep. right until into school and then and dropped football and, and pursued my athletics career until my early 20s. Uh, but to be honest, I got a fairly significant hamstring injury and that put a stop to my running career. Um, I was also doing some study down in Dunedin at the time, so there was a few other things that uh, I was getting pulled to and from. Uh, but yeah, but I, I, so I started studying it, you know, when you're no good at actually doing something uh, in the athletic world you, you tend to go and study it and so I jumped into a, a degree in physical education from the University of Otago uh, and then straight into a master's it was my my dream to work in high performance sport and help athletes get fitter faster stronger um, and the best route to to do that was through some work in in um, exercise physiology sports science and so I did that, and then I started working in elite sport for a while um, as a strength and conditioning coach. Uh, but later transitioned out of elite sport uh, because of sort of an observation I made with some of our athletes that were coming through, and, and they really had some gaps in the, in the mental and the physical side of their development. And so I actually went back and I had a conversation with some colleagues at AUT University and ended up uh, picking up a PhD opportunity and, and with that came the chance to work with kids and run uh, what we call a long-term athlete development program and that really focused on high school athletes uh, and so that's been uh, my passion ever since over the last decade. I've really dug into um, how I can understand the developing athlete um, and give them what they need from a really holistic point of view, those physical skills, skills and those mental skills to make sure that whatever it is that they're wanting to do, they're prepared and ready um, to be their best um, at the level of competition they're at, but also if they've got dreams of going on and representing their country, getting a scholarship somewhere around the world, then they, they've got the pieces of the puzzle um, dialed in and the foundations to really allow them to go on and 
uh, achieve their their goals. Absolutely, that sounds fantastic. Now, breaking it down even further, what are the biggest problems you see that a student has or an athlete has that's say between the age of 14 to 17 years old where you're going to have to go and work with them? Are we talking biomechanics? Are we talking injury? Are we talking uh, the mental side? Can you dive a little bit deep into what are the key issues that you see quite common? Yeah, so my approach is fairly holistic in the sense of what I see in front of me, uh, I deliver into. And so Usually, I'll pick athletes up uh, and support their development um, via um, a physical piece that they need, and and oftentimes that will be injury. Um, so an athlete might pick up an injury and then and come and see me, and and we will work out what they need to develop in order to uh, defend against further injuries. Um, but on the other side of that coin, it's also about performance, and we know that to be the best you can be in your sport and at your craft. So if you're a volleyballer, the technical and the tactical skills of the game are really important, but underpinning your ability to actually execute those skills, you need to be a really good athlete. You need to be able to move efficiently and you need to have strength and speed uh, and a number of other characteristics from a physical point of view to ensure that when you ramp up your training and all athletes need to at some point as they further their careers that that they can handle the training loads uh, and they can go out there and and do what they need to on the court or on the field or, or whatever it is that they do in their sport and so those problems that i see are uh, a lack of foundational strength um, a lack of movement skill uh, so that they and and when we're missing in those pieces, we often start to break down physically in our sports, um, as well as not being able to perform at our best. And so, that's what I offer from a physical point of view. And then on the other side of that is the mental uh, skills. And fundamentally, we we just don't teach them. Uh, it's very rare for a high school age athlete to actually work on training their mind there's three things that we can train and we can train our sport the tactical and the technical skills we can train our bodies uh, and that's a little bit more well known uh, we could also train our minds and and there are specific things that we can do to to allow us to develop the skills to be um, more resilient under pressure um, to to be able to execute what we need to day in and day out and so and that starts with young athletes around developing self-awareness. Um, so that's sort of the first piece of the puzzle. And then from awareness, we can actually start to implement some specific mental skills um, that are going to allow them to go out and get and again um, do the things that they want to do to to be their best. Awesome. And Look, a lot of student athletes, I keep saying student athletes because we're college recruiters and that's what the Americans call them, but let's just say athletes. A lot of athletes, they don't really identify these problems. So how can they how can they pick on pick up on this at an earlier age when a lot of the sporting bodies or the coaches that they're working with might not help them in these areas? How can they identify this problem and say, you know what, I'm 14, 15, I need to go and fix this? What can they do? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting piece uh, because oftentimes if we're not presented with a problem, uh, then we don't actually look for a solution. 
And so this is why I see a lot of athletes get that get injured because all of a sudden they have a real pain uh, in in their day to day. They're frustrated because you can't go out there and and practice and compete. And so you start looking for solutions to solve that problem of being injured. Uh, but we really want to get to the heart of some of these issues before it becomes a serious injury. Um, and so what I encourage young people to do and and families, um, support teams, is actually be really curious around what it actually takes to be your best. Um, and that requires a long-term view. So if you've got dreams, aspirations of going on past high school, then you've got to think about what performance actually means and what some of those athletes are doing at that next level of competition. Because when you look to those um, particular contexts, be it um, you know, college sport in the US, um, be it the English Premier League, if you're into football in the UK, uh, wherever you turn in your sport at that next level, you're going to see athletes in this day and age, uh, and they're going to be in the gym. Uh, they're going to be doing that physical work they're going to be most likely talking with a sports psych. Um, that's no longer this taboo thing that everybody looks at. And, um, you know, a, a couple of decades ago, athletes would look at going to the psych as being um, something that, you know, the only the athletes with real problems do. But now it's, a, it's an everyday occurrence. So, um, and we can, if, we, if we've got to get there at that next level, then we've got to start... Um, you know, at the younger stages of development. And so being curious, asking the questions, um, looking to what other people are doing, a few years or stages ahead of you is a really good way of understanding what you're actually going to need. Love that. Let's talk about the big one, burnout. A lot of athletes face it. And, um, I mean, look, my younger brother, Ajit, he is a professional tennis player. He's 23 years old. And he's felt it. He did a podcast recently on Waterlad podcast with one of the former Hurricanes players and opened up about it, you know, how hard it is and how much he struggled and the support that he needed. And a lot of student athletes and a lot of younger athletes face this. They face burnout. And we get messages quite often where some athletes, like we had a swimmer the other day saying, we've been training so much and they're just feeling absolutely flat. What are some advice you can share around that? That must be quite a common thing you work with, right? Yeah, it's, it sort of presents in different ways. Uh, and so, you know, it starts out with just being tired. Uh, you know, lots on my plate. I'm always tired. I don't always feel like I've got it in me to go out there and, and perform at 100%. And that's a question that you can think about as a, as a developing athlete. Um, is like, how often do you feel really ready and prepared to go out there and, and be your best? And if you're getting to Saturday, and you're thinking, man, I, I'm just always feeling a little bit knackered. Um, then that's an indication that maybe you're you're overdoing it. Um, and it's really hard because there's lots of demands, and and those demands have increased in uh, in the area of youth sport over the last 15 years. Uh, and so, what I think we need is one: we need to recognise that it's hard, and that we need support, um, and that as a student athlete getting a team of people around you that you can talk to and have conversations about the struggles. Um, and most importantly, you need someone to talk to that doesn't necessarily come with an agenda. Uh, because like it or not, 
you know, coaches have got a job to do. Teachers have got a job to do. Um, and oftentimes, um, to be able to talk about some of these really sensitive issues. Um, so, for example, man, I'm feeling really, really tired. Uh, I would love not to go to practice tonight because I think that I would do better if I got a little bit of rest, a bit more sleep. Um, however, I know that if I don't go, maybe I'm not going to start on the weekend. Like, that's a real question that lots of people will ask. And so what happens is that young athlete will turn up to everything that they need to go to um, because if they don't, there may be a negative consequence. Um, and if you talk to your coach about that, sometimes there's just there's a few agendas that get in the way. So I always recommend for young athletes that are aspiring to go on to, to college to get a scholarship. Um, they need to have someone they can talk to that helps them to see the full perspective um, and really understands the long-term view so that they can help them make those hard decisions um, because oftentimes that's what it's about to prevent burnout sometimes you've got to you've got to go in the opposite direction from the crowd because everybody's going over here and get, getting overwhelmed and getting tired and getting stressed and sometimes you've got to make a decision that's really hard in the moment but it's in your best interests moving forward do you feel like a lot of athletes that are quite young need to be better at communicating this because they keep they keep them close to their chest yeah absolutely but the thing with that is that communication is a skill uh and like conflict resolution is a skill and so as a industry we also need to be better at teaching uh young athletes these skills right just like you know all of the technical skills of a sport uh, there needs to be specific communication skills um you know so for example if there was an issue that a young athlete was facing uh, and the solution might be to talk to the coach, but in that moment, that's really intimidating and scary, then we can kind of pull back from that a little bit. And maybe we just write the email. Right? So maybe that young athlete can learn to start to develop the skill of communicating a difficult conversation just by writing the emailing and then parking it, right? And if we do that enough, then we start to develop some of these skills over time. And eventually, that young athlete might be confident enough to actually press send and then get the reply from the coach and go from there. So we have to, we have to layer in these skills. We can't expect them to, to go straight into it and solve these problems because they're, they're real and they're hard. Definitely agree with you. And look, I see a lot of burnout happen with a lot of athletes in college in the States because like you said, they contact me and say, Amr, I've got assignments due next week. I've got lift in the morning. I've got physio later on in the day. Then I've got training and I'm running out of hours. And I'm scared that if I tell the coach that I'm really stressed out right now, they're not they're going to bench me for this weekend and I'm not going to get to travel. And then if I get benched, I'm not going to be able to play the next game or the next game. And then I've lost, you know, all this time and I'm not my time here isn't utilized properly. What do I do? And I said, well, look, the first thing is that you're a team. Like whenever you go to college, whether you're golf, you're tennis, even though they're individual sports, when you go to America, you become a team. And you need to understand that that coach has signed you not just to perform, but they're, they're there to support you as well. And I've got your best interest at heart. But if you go into the coach saying, look, I don't want to play this weekend. I've got too much on. Then the coach obviously is not going to take that so well. But if you sit down with them and clearly communicate with uh, the way 
to make it sound like you know you both are on the same team and you're making the best decision for you so then you can benefit the team in a later time then that might be uh, perceived in a different way and like you said communication skills are absolutely fantastic and is that something you work really hard on with a lot of your clients yeah absolutely um you know that's the end game the end game is for an athlete going on scholarship to be able to have a conversation with a coach comfortably um to speak their truth and and be okay with that uh but remembering that if that's the end game then we actually have to start with the foundations um and so what i do is is work with those athletes that are two or three years out from going to college and go okay where do we start where does communication skill actually start um and we put that brick in the wall and then we go right let's put the next one and the next one and the next one so that they've had some practice and they've developed these skills by the time they go to that next level of their sport if they get there if they get to a, a scholarship in the us or abroad then they've actually had time to build those skills. They know what to do, and they're much more confident to actually put them into practice. Yeah. Now you've nailed it on the head. And also, like, you find a lot of young athletes, the parents do a lot of the talking for them in tough situations. And I can speak this from my own personal experience. When I was – I'm from New Plymouth. originally went to New Plymouth Boys High School, and whenever I had a problem – Mum was in there ready to fight someone. <laughs> like she had my back. But yeah. then when I went to university in Wellington and I was there from 18 or 17 years old all the way through to 23 at university, um, she wasn't there and I needed to step up. And I, I was on the back foot in that first year and my development as a person and the way I dealt with things um, took a little bit longer. And I feel like if I had someone like yourself at 14, 15 years old, that gave me the confidence to deal with situations, to take a step back. Um, and analyze things objectively and then go into those situations well more equipped things might have worked out completely different i think that is so so important yeah sometimes as grown-ups in the room we just have to get out of the way uh, and so what i do uh, also is support families to understand their roles and parents are essential pieces of the puzzle um, they provide so many things that without them athletes really struggle uh, but there's other things that we, we as parents we need to understand we need to get out of the way sometimes and make sure that our kids are having the opportunity to develop these skills um, and the the challenge with that is it might take a little bit longer and there might be more adversity and a little bit more struggle and and maybe they get something wrong and they don't make this particular team uh, but if we're being honest, uh, that's where things like resilience comes from. We have to be as intentional about developing those skills as we are about developing our forehand or, you know, our pass or whatever it might be. And so it's important for, you know, student athletes um, at that level of, of high school that parents, athlete, coach are all working as a team to really understand your role to make sure that those specific skills are getting developed. 100%. And look, I've been doing this now for seven years. We've had a lot of experience working with different types of families, different types of levels of athletes. And the athletes that really struggle in college are the ones that when they're in their home country, um, their parents, you know, my parents will do the same with me. They would say how amazing I am being a loving parent. And 
sometimes they take it a bit too far. Not, I'm not saying my parents here. Otherwise, I'm in my parents' house right now. If my mum heard this, she would come up and give me one. But my mum's <laughs> super supportive. Um, but there's some parents that go the extra step where they, they say their child is better than they actually are. And these athletes go on with this mentality and then they go to college in America and they don't get to compete because they're competing on a totally different scale. And then when they get shot down by the coach saying, hey, look, you've actually got a lot of work to do, they take it to heart and they don't know how to deal with it. And then that's where things start to go wrong. And that's why when we were talking last weekend, Craig, um, at, at the volleyball tournament, you know, you made a comment saying that these athletes need to understand that they need to learn how to deal with situations like this at such a young age. And I completely agree because 15 years old to 18 years old is so important for development, not just physically in your sport, but in other areas, if you want to go on and be successful, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, from a parent's point of view, I've got three kids and like our job, you know, first and foremost is to keep our kids safe. And secondly, is to make sure that they understand what they're good at, right? Like, so we have a we have a role as a parent to really affirm the things that our kids do well. But it's really easy to take that to the next level, as you suggested, where like our interpretation of reality isn't accurate um, because perhaps we don't understand what high performance sport is really about. And so, as a parent, we need to educate ourselves to understand some of these things that are required so that we're not, you know, overpraising our kids or talking to them about things we think they do amazingly well, but are misrepresented when they compare themselves to other athletes. Because the one thing that these developing athletes absolutely need is a strong sense of where they sit in relation to their peers. Uh, because they need to know that if they're, down on this particular characteristic or if they're up over here then they can modulate those and work on specific elements to make sure that they're getting to the point that is required you know to to get the scholarship to get to to achieve the goal that they've got in mind and so we can't get in the way of that as parents because uh, otherwise that our kids go blinded into these environments and that's a surefire way of of failure um, because there's a lack of awareness right so we can't get in the way of our kids developing a very clear sense of who they are and, and, and what they can do. Completely agree. And also, you know, you mentioned that word comparison. That word is is the one that a lot of people need to understand because quite often we get student athletes looking at what other sort of scholarships in the States other people are getting or what teams are in. Like, you know, if if there's someone in the New Zealand under-17s soccer team and they didn't make it, you know, it makes them feel down instead of focusing on their own journey and their own craft. And like you said, everyone knows the long-term picture. Just because they're not there right now doesn't mean they can't get there in the future. I mean, we've got athletes for men's soccer that will start in a top 25 Division I NCAA team. And we've got some athletes that won't, but it doesn't mean they can't get there. I mean, one of our soccer recruiters, um, Dylan Wood, who – he, he couldn't make it, unfortunately. He lives in Wellington, but he's a great example. He knew how good he was. He didn't get selected to represent New Zealand when he was in high school, and he just kept his head down, kept on working really, really hard, took constructive criticism on board really well, went to a Division II college in the States, played really well for two years um, as a soccer athlete, and then got an opportunity to play at UC Davis, which is a top you know, 40 Division I college program, 
and got a really good degree in experience and got invited to trial for the NZ under 20s during his time in America. So a lot of things can happen. I think a lot of people need to look at that bigger picture, but a lot of people want it now, right? They want the results now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's very human as well. Um, you know, that's the way that our brains work is we need to, we need to satisfy um, the desire now because that allows us to um, to have the confidence to to continue on, right? Uh, but you asked earlier around, you know, the big problems that I see, and one of them you referred to it just before uh, is around a focus on what's external. Uh, you know, comparison, comparing ourselves to others outside of our control. And, and what sport does is it sets us up to think like that because we're always in competition, right? And so we feel better when we beat the other team or we feel better when my score is better than the other athlete that's also pitching to get in the, the team that we're both going for. Um, and, and part of sport is a requirement to think like that because you have to have the edge when you go out and compete. So, and the science shows us that you need a little bit of that mindset. We call it the ego mindset, kind of got to stroke your own ego. Um, but what we also know is that when things go wrong in, in sport, it's just a matter of when, not if. Um, an athlete that doesn't have a mindset that we call the challenge mindset, an athlete that can't focus on their own skills and abilities and can really dig into what it's going to take to stay in the moment to be better on the processes that lead to success if you can't do that when you fail when you lose it's really hard to get back up um, and that's where we see athletes kind of throw the towel in or um, can't compete you know can't go on drop out of college because they don't know how to keep going when the chips are down. And so the work that I do, and again, it's it's laying the foundations for these skills to make sure kids understand what they can control and what they need to do in the moment to stay focused and stay in control of their own behaviors. Yeah, that's so true. I think, yeah, I mean, I wish I spoke to you when I was a young fellow, mate, because um, <laughs> that would have really changed the way that I would approach situations. and. Look, for a lot of parents and students that are listening to this today, how can they get in touch with you where they can have a conversation with you, a consultation, and see how you guys can work together? Yeah. So the best way to contact me is uh, just via email, and you can get me at craig at athletedevelopmentproject.com. Bit of a mouthful, but that's my email. But if you can find me on, on the internet, uh, you just have to throw my name into Google. And I'll pop up somewhere on social media or um, I've got a podcast as well uh, that has got a lot of these ideas and a lot of free information. So that podcast is called The Athlete Development Show. And we talk about a, a, an array of different ideas that, um, that will help. Um, so you can jump on there. Um, but yeah, if you're keen to talk about um, how I might be able to help, then um, just give me an email, craig at athletedevelopmentproject.com. Absolutely. And we've thrown up the email there so they can see it. Um, and if you're listening to this in your car or you're, you're on your way to the gym and you're chucking this podcast on, um, go to our Instagram, uh, send me a DM on Platform Sports Management Instagram account. And what we can do is we can give you Craig's um, contact information as well. 
But look, uh, Dr. Craig Harrison, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on board. I think what you're doing is amazing, and it's definitely something that's super, super, super important. I think competing is only a small percentage off the overall um, student-athlete as a whole, and there's so many different things that they need to learn um, going through, and early bird gets the worm, right? That's right. Like get the foundations in because, uh, you know, it can get to the point where some of these things are much harder to develop um, as you're further along into the pathway of, of your sporting development. Cool. Now, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. And yeah, we'll look forward to, to staying in touch. And yeah, go follow uh, Dr. Craig Harrison's Instagram page as well. We'll put the caption up here. And um, again, if you're listening to this on a podcast, then just go to our Instagram, send me a message and I'll send you his um, Instagram account. There's a lot of great resources there just for you guys. And as mentioned, we just want to help you. I think this would be a great addition to your program and um, stay tuned for the next episode. Kia ora. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Cheers.